Disney on ice. Can't recommend it enough. I know some of you may be thinking that it's not cool to talk about how much fun you had at a Disney show, but uh, I definitely traded in my cool for cargo shorts years ago. Welcome to episode three of your parenting podcast. Thank you to the three or four people who are still listening. I appreciate all three of you. Um, but yes, the Disney on Ice show uh, it was really awesome. Um, it was at the Amway Center. Um, the tickets were relatively cheap. I mean, we didn't get front row or anything. But I think for our family of five, uh, I want to say 75 bucks. And, uh, you know, well worth the price. Um, we got to sit in this little section. I don't know if it was like a mini VIP section, but it was six seats. And we were in our own little, it was almost like a booth. And, you know, for the, these, and they were about maybe halfway up as far as like the distance, but it gave us, you know, a perfect view. The seats were these uh, like fancy computer chair looking things. And they just pulled right up to this little bar that you could look down over and see the entire arena. Uh, so it gave us a great view of everything. We got to see all the performances. You know, we weren't obstructed by, you know, people down, you know, in the seats below us. Everybody got their own seats. You know, it was me and Cynthia and the boys, and we went with uh, another couple that had their child. And uh, it was such a cool little section. Um, and like I said, I had the, the six chairs there, but the best part was on either side, it was just walled off from the people next to you. So you couldn't, you know, you didn't have to worry about being loud, you know, or carrying on or seeing other people. And, you know, so it was almost like our own little private show. We got to look down, you know, see all the... Um, the songs, they had, you know, some of the classics and then some of the more modern movies and it was hosted by, um, you know, somebody from Star Wars and, um, not the real person, but a look-alike. Either way, you know, it was a really cool show. Now, uh, we definitely really enjoyed the, uh, the experience. The people were actually really talented. I didn't, this was my first ice show. I always thought they were kind of lame before I had kids. But just seeing, you know, my boys so excited you know, about all the characters. And as soon as they saw it, oh, that's from Jake and the Pirates. And that's what's-her-name from Frozen. And, and they were, you know, lip-syncing to the songs. But it was, uh, it was a really cool show. Um, I highly recommend it. Um, I do know that uh, I think Disney has several versions. Um, I'm trying to remember which version that we saw. Treasure Hunt or something. I'm not, uh, I'm not 100%. I know they have different versions of these shows that feature different characters and and movies and yeah, definitely do your research. Um, it was uh, like I said, the seats were amazing. That's what made it the best. I mean, I'm sure for a basketball game, these would be like three hundred dollar seats. I mean, or who knows? What the fuck do I know about sports? I have no idea. But uh, they're probably expensive seats if it was for a you know a Magic game. Um, but we also got to order food. Um, I think that was, uh, you know, supposedly the cookie was good, but I never got to take a fucking bite of the $5 cookie. Um, Logan managed to finish that one off pretty quick, him being the cookie connoisseur of the family. But it's okay. But, uh, and there was, uh, there was even room in our little section for the stroller. And I'm telling you right now, um, here is a parenting pro tip. 
anywhere you can bring a stroller, fucking bring it. I mean, even if you don't have the child in it the whole time, you know, treat that thing like a pack mule. I mean, the stroller can be your best friend, so, you know, invest in a good one. Um, there are some things you can skimp on with quality. You know, you can you know, buy cheap shoes for the small kids, the toddlers, because they go through so many shoes. I mean, don't spend, you know, 40 bucks on a little pair of Nikes, because they're only going to wear them for like two months. But on a stroller, you know, you're going to want to, you know, invest in a decent stroller. Uh, there are some uh, certain attributes you want to look for, at least in my opinion. Um, most importantly, with strollers, you're going to want storage. I mean, this is, includes, you know, cup holders. You want pockets, zippers, you know, space under the seat. Uh, you can even throw a couple of, you know, mom hooks up there or dad hooks because they're all equal now. Uh, just to carry extra bags. But, uh, you know, make sure also the child has a cup holder. You know, that way they have, you know, a place to put their, you know, pacifier, their drink or their snacks or whatever. Or something that has a little tray. I also recommend testing out the wheels. And I'm talking about rubber wheels. You don't want the cheap plastic ones because they're going to start denting and chipping and getting wobbly. You want the ones that are almost like bicycle tires. And these things will, will last a lot longer. I mean, we have, um, ours is a, one of ours is a double stroller. But we've had it for a very long time. And uh, even for a double stroller, it folds up pretty nice. It's got plenty of room. Wheels are still in good condition. Brakes are still in good condition. And that's after you know, it being left out in the weather. It, you know, getting stuff spilled on it, getting hosed down. And it's just, you know, that's not something you want to skimp on as far as money. At least in my opinion, you know, you want good car seats, you want good strollers. You know, most of the other crap you can you can buy secondhand or whatever. But you know, that's a and another thing that's not a, not a deal breaker, but it's helpful is if it does fold down compact. I mean, now they're coming out with these strollers that fold down to like the size of a fucking credit card, but uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it's a good product. It just means it can fold down small. So if it has all those other points. And it also folds down small. Um, that's a good thing. I understand I've gone on for like four fucking minutes about strollers. But I'm telling you, you know, all the parents out there that have a good stroller are nodding their heads right now. And saying that's absolutely right. <laughs> um, yeah, everyone has their own views on like, you know, diaper bags and carrying things. And, but it, like, most parents that have a good stroller will recommend, you know, their favorite brand you know, whatever it is. And none of those brands are paying me, so I'm not going to mention them. But uh, back to the uh, the Disney show. They had the, you know, it was about seven or eight of the movies. Um, God, of course, I can remember none of them right now. I mean, they had something from Winnie the Pooh, you know, something from Star Wars. They had the Frozen. They had, um, I want to say Peter Pan, the Little Mermaid, the Little Mermaid one. Um, I forget what the main song is, the little main love song from that movie. But those skaters were awesome. And they were up on these little wires and doing all these little flippies. It was, uh, it was pretty cool. And, uh, and we went to an afternoon show. That was the other thing. We went to a show. It started, I want to say, about 3.30. It wasn't one of those three, four-hour deals. We were out of there by 5.30, so about two hours. Perfect amount of time. The kids loved it. You know, afterwards we get out, it's dinner time. 
You know, we say, you know, we're going to stop at a restaurant. I suggest IHOP. And they're just, you know, Grayson was blown away about having pancakes for breakfast. I mean, for dinner. Because he's only ever had them for breakfast. And I can, you can have pancakes for dinner. And he was, what? Pancakes for dinner? He just was blown away by it. So, of course, we had to go. Um, and in our little town here, there's an IHOP. And this was Saturday evening. Um, it's a prime time going out time, I guess you would call it. Maybe because it was IHOP, you know, we show up there, the place is almost completely empty. No exaggeration, I think they had maybe three tables. They had families. Um, and they were all just quietly eating and blah, blah, blah. And then, uh, you know, we come rolling in there. You know, everybody's in a good mood, but we're loud as hell. You know, kids are carrying on and singing the songs, and we're all laughing and having a great time. And, you know, the hostess brings us to our table. And because we're having such a great time, which of course means the universe has to go and try and ruin it because the server you know, could not give less of a shit. And there's even two tables that came in after us, next to us in her section, and she you know, was helping them out and, and we're there for a while, you know, no drinks or nothing. So I was about to get up and uh, you know, tell the waitress to go shit in her hat and complain to the manager. And then my wife, you know, ever the voice of reason, convinces me to just go say something to the hostess. I mean, maybe the waitress had every intention of helping us out, but maybe she saw, you know, my fucking circus spill through the doors and it got her face piercings all a quiver. But uh, my wife tells me to just go say something to the hostess. You know, hostess is very apologetic. You know, I'm sorry, sir, don't worry about it. I'll take care of you myself. You know, takes our orders and... And blah, blah, and she was great, you know, then, you know, but the kids were hyper and well-behaved. But we were all laughing and having a great time. And then, uh, yeah, I'm like noticing we're getting a little loud. And, and I see, you know, Grayson's real loud. And I say, Grayson, I was like, do you want to control the volume of your voice? And of course, him being a smart ass gets right in my face and whispers, no. So we all had a good laugh at that. And then, uh, and then the food shows up. And I notice after a couple of minutes, I look at Cynthia. And I say, it is really fucking quiet in here. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. And then my wife, she says, that's because our loud-ass kids are being quiet now. And that's when it hit me that we were that family. The four or five other tables that were there were all just kind of sneaking annoyed looks in our direction. But fuck them. I mean, we were loud, but we were happy. It's not like we were, you know, fighting and screaming and throwing things. And, and you know, the, the hostess got a good tip. It was a, you know, a fun night. We weren't going to let a few grumpy people ruin it. I doubt any of them were listening, but if they are, sorry we were loud. Yeah, we were having a good time eating our little smiley face pancakes, and, you know, hostess got a good tip. So, not the waitress that was supposed to take care of us, but the one that actually took care of us. Dehydrating myself here. And I'm pacing back and forth with a bum leg because I got one leg wrapped in a bandage because daddy's falling apart. Turns out I ended up with a condition called thrombophlebitis. I can barely say it. I have to think about it ahead of time. Which, uh, let me backtrack a little bit to give you a gross fact about me. Um, since I was a teenager, I've had pretty bad varicose veins. 
and uh, apparently they're genetic. You know, if your parents or grandparents or somebody in your family has them, you're, you know, was a 90% likely to get them. So most of my life I've had, you know, zombie-looking legs that look like the, the trees outside of haunted houses. But uh, they've never given me a problem. They've never been painful. They've never been swollen. They just have been ugly and gross. Until last week, you know, I wake up in the morning. It feels like I have a knife sticking in the side of my leg, you know, just above the knee joint, kind of towards the back. And it's red, and it's swollen, and it's hot. And my first thought is, you know, this is a blood clot. I'm going to die here momentarily. Uh, let's see if I can make it to the ER. And they do a venous Doppler ultrasound. And they look for what's called a DVT, or deep vein thrombosis. Turns out that was negative. And they just said follow up with the uh, fucking vascular guy. So now I got that wrapped up. And uh, maybe this is a little bit of an overshare. This whole situation here. But it is my podcast, and you did download it on purpose, so you can eat shit. I'm just kidding. I love you all. Without you, my empire crumbles. Um, but anyway, it's getting better. So if you see me about town, hobbling about with my you know, bum leg for a while, it's a real uh, stupid condition to, to worry about at 36. Now, granted, I understand I'm closer to 40 than 30. That's it. That's a whole other anxiety-filled podcast. But yeah, I mean, the IHOP was was great, even though that wasn't that wasn't the first time that we've had bad service. And actually, just a week ago, two weeks ago, uh, me and Cynthia had the rare occasion to go out to dinner without the kids. And anyone that has kids will understand how important that can be. I mean, me and, and Cynthia both work full-time. You know, we bust our asses. You know, we still try to, you know, be there for the kids. You know, and I love spending time with my babies. But the relationship between me and my wife is the first relationship my kids will have experience with. So they need to see that it's a good relationship and that it's a healthy relationship. And... To maintain that, sometimes we need to get away from those three loud little shits. And if we were going to, usually our restaurant of choice is Bahama Breeze. Food is great, service is great. Never had an issue, but it can be a bit pricey. Um, so we decided, you know, well, let's you know, see if we can save a couple of bucks. You know, we'll go to one of these uh, places that has all the pop culture shit nailed up on the walls. I'm not going to name the name, but I'm sure we've all been there. Um, and we go again on the Saturday night, you know, prime time, going out time. And uh, the first red flag, which I should have noticed, but I didn't, was the fact that the place was almost completely empty on a Saturday night, including the bar. Usually the bar always has, you know, one or two drunk assholes sitting there watching whatever sport is on TV. But the place was mostly empty. I just figured, cool, we'll have a nice, quiet dinner. Um, the first, yeah, the second red flag is that it takes forever for the hostess to even bring us to a table. We're standing there just staring at nobody, you know, for a good few minutes. And then, you know, they bring us to a booth, 
same thing. We sit there with our menus. I mean, we arrive there hungry, so we already pretty much know what we want to eat. This is the place we've been to before. And, uh, you know, we were there about 15 minutes, no drinks, no server. Uh, we finally flagged down a random server until we've been waiting. Um, she's nice enough to take our drink orders, at least. Um, I just got just a Diet Coke. My wife had one of those, uh, you know, fruity alcohol drinks. And, you know, hers comes out with a, a different server, by the way. This guy, you know, brought her her drink. My drink was still MIA. And then the first time we see our server, Kevin, he brings over my Diet Coke. Now, this is one of only two times he will bring something to our table. Then he disappears for a while. The other server that's already busting his ass at his own tables comes and brings us our food. Which is like, you know, whatever. You know, the food is just, it's adequate. Um, you know, he says, and the server, when he brought my fucking drink, he's like, oh, I'm sorry I got a lot of tables. I kind of glance over at the fucking tumbleweed blowing across the other side of the restaurant where I think he had one other table of food there. But, whatever. Like I said, the, uh, the rest, and the food and the rest of the service pretty much was taken over by uh, this other server, which I feel terrible that I didn't get his name. This is, you know, a young black guy working his ass off. He had four or five tables, the only other tables that were full, and he was helping us with us, with our table. So he was, you know, running back and forth, and every time he came by, he would ask us if it was okay. And then creepy Kevin would come over, hey, how's everything going? And then he had that weird kind of awkward stare that's just a couple of seconds too long before he would walk away, giving me and my wife the heebie-jeebies. But uh, I think this is the first time that I've ever tipped the server of another table. Because <laughs> the only other time Kevin came to our table was to bring the check and ask if everything was okay. And I wanted to you know, jump up and down at him, but I was just like, yeah, dude, it's fine. I was like, I don't want to let you know, his shitty attitude you know, ruin our night. Now, I understand, you know, I still love hanging out with my wife, so it's not like it was torture being there with her. I'm just saying, we, we showed up there already hungry. And then when you have to wait, you know, a half an hour for the food in a place that's not busy, I can understand if they had, you know, a line waiting out the door. But it's just, you know, place is mostly empty. You know, we figured 20 minutes we'll be halfway done with our meals already, but it just took 30 to even get the food. And then that was the first time on the receipt for the, uh, the check, I actually, where it says tip, I wrote zero, put a slash through it, because Kevin wasn't going to get shit. And then I tracked down the other guy who was busting his ass and working, and I gave him ten bucks. It was like, you know, it's like our server was absent, you know, thank you for all your hard work. He kind of gave me that look like, uh, okay. And then we fucking left. And the moral of that little story is that we should have gone to Bahama Breeze. Now, the uh, next thing I want to talk about, some people get a bit sensitive about, and that's going to be screen time. And I can already hear some of you stay-at-home moms you know, puckering up a little bit. Uh, I'm telling you right now, it is not the devil. And I've seen some, uh, some posts on social media about it. Oh, you know, I homeschool my kids, and they... You know, read all their books that they make themselves out of trees they chop down. You know, and it's like, technology isn't the devil. This stuff isn't the devil. It's not bad. It's not going to ruin your kid's life. 
and it's not corrupting society and blah blah blah. And it's just my my kids have all of it. Phones, tablets, TV, video games, all of it. And I can already hear some of you tutting in the background. But the trick is uh, variety. And I've told Grayson before, he needs variety in his food, in his friends, and variety in his entertainment. You know, everybody's heard the phrase, variety is the spice of life, and that is absolutely correct. You know, if you just, you're always doing the same things over and over and over and over again, you're going to have a miserable, boring life. It's going to become just a, a sad, empty room. I mean, it's just moderation, and I, you know, I don't use screens as a babysitter. That's the thing. It's like I don't just set him down with a tablet and say, you know, I'm going to go take a three-hour nap. You know, but it's like, yeah, sometimes I do for a few minutes. It's like, you know what? I need to do the dishes. I need to fold some laundry. I need to take a shit. You know, sometimes, you know, daddy needs a few minutes of peace. Mommy needs a few minutes of peace. You know, watch an episode of uh, fucking Paw Patrol. Maybe it's the one where they save the little turtles. And just as an aside with Paw Patrol, I've seen the commercials and they call them superheroes. And maybe they're heroes, cool, but they're more like super citizens. I feel like they're practically the village people with tails. There's a construction pup and a police pup. I think there's a Native American pup, I can't remember. But either way, and there's only like four adults in that whole city. But that's, you know, a whole nother podcast. But, like I was saying, it's, you know, the time that my kids have with the screens is regulated. It's like, I don't care if they watch the cartoons or the PBS shows or the Disney Channel stuff. It's like, we've gotten them cheap cheap, uh, tablets that they play games on. Sometimes I'll give them my phone. They can play the Mario running game or this little pixel art game where you do like the little paint by number things. It's like, it's fine. And I know it's fine because the kids are happy and they're healthy and they're not like screen slave zombies. You know, they don't play with their toys and pretend to kill each other. It's like they're not, you know, have violent outbursts. And it's like I monitor what they watch and for how long they watch it. And for the most part, they give me no problem. And I think it's because they, they love everything. You know, Grayson's on a soccer team. You know, Logan... Didn't really care about the soccer team, but he's the first one to make friends at a playground. You know, they love being outside. They love playing with their toys and their cars. You know, Grayson loves, you know, playing Pokemon and like tossing them about on the couches. You know, so and so, I choose you, whatever the fuck the names are. You know, it's like they, they love all kinds of entertainment. And especially when like you engage with them. You know, it's like I'm not trying to to raise, you know, Amish children. You know, they like toys and sports and coloring. You know, I'm not trying to keep them from technology. This is the way civilization is going. This isn't the 50s anymore. You know, this is the digital age and the world is changing. And you change with it or you get left behind with the people that don't vaccinate their fucking kids and they think the world is flat. You know, and... Another little aside, the ones who say vaccines cause autism are just plain wrong. It's just wrong. It's incorrect. I mean, do just like a little bit of research that's not from Facebook or BuzzFeed and just educate yourself on that. But back to screens. Screens aren't anything to be feared. You just moderate it. You be present and you engage with your kids. 
And we might have learned so much from some of these programs. And sometimes just, you know, sing the, the songs with them. You know, engage with them. Play the little city games, the, the silly games with them. You know, and it's just, this means you can't, like I said, you can't use it as a babysitter. You can't just give them a tablet and then go take a nap. And, you know, being a parent is, is wonderful and rewarding. But it's also a lot of hard work. And it's just, you know, sometimes that work pays off, you know. And I remember when Grayson was in pre-K, and he was so far ahead of most of his class. And the teacher said out loud in front of other students and parents, whatever you're doing with Grayson, keep doing it. Because he listens so well, and he's a joy to have in class. That's probably the best compliment I've ever gotten. So, I mean, just to repeat, I'm no professional, but I believe variety is the best option. And that uh, it's also super important to just engage with your kids. Like I said, I understand that you do need a few minutes peace. You know, sometimes I get frustrated. Sometimes I get overwhelmed. You know, sometimes you need just a little break. So, yeah, you can sit in front of the TV here and there, throw on the Mickey Mouse Club, catch your breath. But it's just... Yeah, don't be afraid to give your kids some screen time. But just, you know, whenever possible, share it with them. Because that makes it even better when they see that you're interested in what they're interested in. You know, get involved in their distractions. You know, turn just time spent into quality time spent. And uh, maybe that's something we can all get behind. Instead of, you know, as the world spins out of control... You know, everybody's trying to keep their kids safe, and I get it. And it's like, oh, this is going to kill you, that's going to kill you. It's like, everything's going to kill you. You know, there's no way to keep your kids safe forever. And as much as it's going to break all of our hearts, they're going to get sick, they're going to get hurt. You know, they're going to grow up and backtalk you. But it is a rewarding experience. And, you know, I'm definitely uninterested in a life without my family. So just when I see people saying, yeah, I'm never going to let my kids watch TV, and they're never going to, you know, play a video game, and it's like, you know, come on. And it's like, these are the kids that are going to grow up to be, you know, psychopaths and sociopaths, and, you know, they're going to grow up to be weird, and not weird in a fun, interesting way, but weird as in, you know, can't keep any kind of friends because they don't know how to interact with people. It's like when you keep them cloistered into this little box away from the world, you know, then when they become adults and they get thrown out into the world, they're not going to know how to handle it. It's like they're just going to be kind of thrown to the wolves because they don't have, all they have is what you teach them. And, you know, even as parents, even the best parents, you know, we can only teach them so much. You know, sometimes, you know, that's why we send them to school. You know, maybe some parents have it in them to be a good homeschool parent. I am not one of those. You know, I've told my family before, I can't miss you if you don't leave. So my, you know, I want my kids to experience public school. You know, they need to understand, you know, joy of meeting new friends and doing new activities. They need to understand the anxiety of learning something new and not getting it right the first time. They need to understand pain Maybe if they get bullied, 
It's like, I, I would love to be able to teach them all those things, but sometimes just the wisdom of experience is a better teacher than even the best teachers. I know I'm kind of rambling. This is, you know, can go on all night. But uh, I do feel strongly about some of that, you know. If I was, if I had more patience, you know, if I win the Powerball here in a couple of days, sure, maybe I'll homeschool the kids because I'll have the resources to make it a, a fulfilling experience. But as it is right now, I'm going to be just some normal turd, some normal nerd dad in my fucking cargo shorts, you know, sending my kids to, to public school. And so far, the teachers that they've had have been great. You know, I'm not one of those parents that's going to, you know, just kind of throw the kid out the door and, and treat them like a babysitter. It's like I downloaded all the apps that communicate with the teachers. I look over the notes that she puts in his folder every day. You know, if they need extra school supplies, you mean say here, the first ones to run the target. So we try to, to be involved, to be engaged, which can be exhausting. But uh, I think the rewards are well worth the work. And, uh, you know, parenting isn't always easy, but, you know, we do what we can. Uh, I think that'll about wrap up this episode. Um, send any of your parenting tips or funny parenting stories, or if you don't have any kids, you can send your funny childhood stories because I'm sure everybody's got something. Um, you can send all those to your parenting podcast at gmail.com. I do promise I will answer or read every single one of them. If you got questions, you know, if you wanted to just rant about something, you know, it's okay to get mad at your kids. You know, remember, it's not okay to shake the baby, but do remember that it is okay to want to shake the baby. Um, you know, if you got funny stories, parenting tips, like I said, everybody's got different tips on, on how to do this, that, and the other. Um, if it's something interesting, especially, we can you know, make a little segment about it. And uh, we can try to build ourselves a little a little community here. But uh, that's the episode. Um, bye for now. And remember to do the work. Have the fun. Love your kids. Thank you.